The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. You know, there's a rule of thumb when you have really young ones that you should have no more kids at the party than the number of years they have. Now, you could have some family and friends, but in terms of friends, buddies for the little ones, if they're two years old, let them have two little playmates. If they're three, they have three playmates. You know, you could give or take one or two, but you don't overwhelm them with 20 playmates at that age. You make it small and simple so that they can truly enjoy the celebration to the extent that they're able to at the age of two. I mean, they don't have the awareness that a 20-year-old has, obviously. So listen to what this uh, emailer says. This is from uh, Susie. Dear Dr. Kenner, my grandson recently turned two years old. His name is Andy. I attended a birthday party where the parents, his father is my son, got him a two-story blow-up elephant to jump in. I don't know if you really mean that, Sue, but two stories? I mean, I'm sitting on the second story right now, and if I'm two years old looking up at a two-story blow-up elephant... That is huge. That is huge. If many people and little ones were at the party, well, I assume you need to fill the elephant, right? So huge amounts of presents, both big and small gifts, filled the center of the room. I saw his mother, this is obviously your daughter-in-law, instructing and helping my grandson attack the gifts with gusto to rip off the paper and as quickly as he could get the wrapping into the trash. Okay, now he probably enjoyed the wrapping more than the gift itself. There were so many gifts. I felt overwhelmed by the whole situation. Isn't there a possibility that that my grandson's development will be affected negatively by such events and displays of excessive materialism? How can I convey my thoughts to them, your son and your daughter-in-law, without causing a family feud? Thank you, Sue. Sue, there is absolutely a chance that your son can be pulverized by what they're, uh, your grandson can be pulverized by what they're doing to him. Because we're talking about values. We're talking about gifts as meaningful, not gifts as just something, tokens that family members bring to, I don't know, pay off debts to the mom or to show up one another or even to express gratitude. But it's too much for a two-year-old, way too much. We all max out at a certain amount, even if I, uh, you think of your own Christmases, if I'm given too many gifts, it's like overwhelming. I can't even appreciate the very special ones. So values typically, values are something that we act to gain and keep. So a kid earning money to buy a bike, which my daughter did when she was younger, that bike becomes very meaningful to that child my daughter in this case, it very, very meaningful as opposed to aunts and uncles buying her all the top bikes around and having 20 in the, you know, in her, in our garage. What kids learn from that is the world dumps goods on them. They become entitled. They expect that. And what will this look like at the age of 15 or 17 or 20? They'll, they'll, they draw premises, core ideas that You don't have to do anything in life. You just smile and giggle and people throw gifts at you. That's the way the world works. Well, that's very damaging. So the second point is... Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. Ugh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. 
Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. So the second point is, how do you let your son and your daughter-in-law know this? Well, assume that they were well-intentioned. Maybe your daughter-in-law just never had parties growing up and she saw other people having her friends having big parties and so this is very meaningful to her so first what I would do is listen to your daughter-in-law ask her what she loves about this did she think it went well what drawbacks did she see because she may already say gosh this was the biggest mistake I ever made next year it's a small party and then your work is done she already has the answer because she saw the damage that it was doing already. If she doesn't see the damage, then draw her out more. Ask her more questions. Can you see any problems with this in the future? Um, would you want him at the age of 16 to want you know, a computer and a car and the rest and work with her, not, don't make her into your enemy because then you'll close off ties with her. Then you won't have access to your son or your grandson. You want to work with her to help show her, help her see firsthand the damage that this can have. Um, if she just thinks you're complaining and picking on her, then that won't help. And you can talk with your son too. I know my kids love selling pumpkins and earning money. They grew their own pumpkins, sold the pumpkins at a little fair and earned the money. They would take their used toys, that I mean their own toys, and but if they had too many in their room, they would sell them at um, a July 4th town fair that we had. We'd buy a table there and they would have a blast selling their toys and of course running over to the next table and buying two or three more toys to replace it with. Uh, but somehow we always ended up with fewer toys than we brought there, so that was cool. And they loved learning how what a trade was about with other people rather than just the gift, being on the receiving end of, of getting too many gifts at the age of two. So I hope that helps you out. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologists Dr. Kenner and Locke. Darcy and Mark met at work, dated a few months, and moved in together. But differences in interest and taste became a sore spot in their relationship. Darcy loved dancing. Mark feared making a fool of himself on the dance floor, and he recoiled when Darcy suggested taking dance lessons together. Mark was a sports guy. As spring approached and Mark started golfing, Darcy felt the distance grow between them. Mark pressured Darcy to join him. She staunchly refused. Both felt abandoned by each other. Due to the growing resentment, even small differences in their taste flared into major arguments. Although they both had lovable qualities, their differences in interests and tastes brought out the worst in them as a couple. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy the book at amazon.com.